Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. Man and beast you save, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house and give you and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we do see light. O continue your steadfast love to those who know you and your righteousness to the upright of heart. Let not one foot, let not the foot of arrogance come upon me nor the hand of the wicked drive me away. There are evildoers, there the evildoers lie fallen. There they are thrust down and unable to rise. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your deep judgments are like the great deep. Man and beast you save, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. This Wednesday night at seven, there's no meal, it's just prayer. Prayer and worship. And so what I would ask of you when you prepare to come, uh, I I would ask that you would, would find a piece of scripture that's similar to that, where it lifts up God and brings him praise and honor. And so um, I just want to encourage you to come. It's going to be super low-key, and we're going to worship God, and we're going to pray. And so we're going to go through some processes and and walk through that, and we're just going to honor God with all that we have. And so um, if you'd like to be a part of that, I'd love to see you. If you don't, uh, anyways, uh, I'll just let, let it be there. I'd love to see you. Let's, uh, let's pray and then we'll get started. Um, oh, that's why I have my phone in my pocket. Okay, so let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your kindness and goodness to us. Thank you that your love endures forever. Thank you that your love is not like our love. <laughs> that your love is is unconditional and deep and greater than really what we could ever imagine or dream or hope of. Thank you that you are faithful and just, that you are uh, holy and holy good. God, we ask, I ask, that you have your way this this morning, that you would bless the daddies uh, more than ever before. And Lord Jesus, May we approach you with deep humility and respect. In your holy name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. So, uh, bread. uh, I've been thinking about bread a lot lately. And I really like bread a lot. 
right? This, this is sourdough. Um, you know, sourdough makes the best grilled cheese sandwiches. They're the best. And then you dip it in tomato basil, right? Oh, my goodness. And in the tomato soup, I always add ginger or garlic. I add something to spunk it up a little bit. But the bread is interesting, right? My house, we, um, we consistently have tortillas. You know, it's just another bread. You know what's so crazy about tortillas is they're real simple to make. They're only a few ingredients, and bread is the same way. Uh, my wife, actually, uh, she saw this show on Netflix and thought, hey, I want to make bread. And so she made her own uh, sourdough starter, right? And all she did was uh, let it sit out on the counter. And did you know it just automatically collects yeast? Isn't that interesting? So in the, um, and as it did that, she kept, she said, I'm feeding it. It's really creepy. Uh, and she'd do it every, every night. And I think that's kind of gone by the wayside, but she made the baby's uh, sourdough pancakes from it. Super awesome. And this morning, I don't know if, if you noticed, but Cindy made another kind of bread biscuits. So good. I love bread. When we look at bread, uh, we kind of look at it maybe differently than they did back in the day. Bread was something that was tied to life, right? Without bread, you didn't have life. And bread, uh, as simple as it was and as simple as it is, you know, really only takes a few ingredients to make bread. So you need flour, water, and salt, right? And some, sometimes yeast or whatever, depending on the bread that you make. But those are the only three ingredients. And, and it, uh, you, you pull it together and it rises and then you bake it. And sometimes it has a real crusty shale, shell on it. Shale. Shows I'm from Yakima. Do you talk like this, Sean? Okay. Um, and and it's, just, it's just amazing. So when we look through uh, Scripture... We see God uh, do all kinds of things with bread and, and emphasize it. You know, again, I said earlier that bread was uh, tied to life. It was a necessity, like water is, a necessity. They would tie bread to life. Uh, so what else? Uh, so it was a provision. Uh, as we see it in the Old Testament, you see, you hear about bread Right? Do you, do you remember any story that entailed bread in the Old Testament? Can you think of one? Elijah? With the what? There wasn't enough, right? Yeah. And she did. Okay, what else? The loaves and fishes. That's the New Testament, but the loaves and fishes. Where... where uh, where Jesus is standing before this huge crowd and he's teaching. And the disciples are like, hey, Jesus, we got to let them go. They need to go home. They need to go home. They're going to be hungry. We don't want all these people hangry, right? And so he took this lunch, you know, uh, this little boy's lunch, and he fed f- over 5,000. In Scripture, we see 5,000 men. Greg? Uh, the showbread. Okay. And the... Uh, temple, they had the showbread, and it uh, it was something that would honor God. It was an offering, right? 
And David and his men ate some when they were on the lamb. Yes. It got, because <laughs> you're not supposed to eat it. It was only for the priests. So the, only the priests were allowed to eat it. What else? Joe? Manna. Manna. Now, manna is what we're going to highlight this morning. So if you have your Bibles, can you turn to Exodus chapter 15? 16, excuse me. Now, the Israelites, uh, God rescued them from Egypt. In Egypt, they were in slavery, right? And so God rescues them. And in, in the midst of this rescue, they cross the Red Sea. Uh, and they walk, the scripture says that they walk across on dry ground. And we see how God provided in a miraculous way. And so uh, the Israelites are just like everybody else. Uh, so you ever compare anything? Yeah, I do sometimes, right? So they were looking back at, at what they had. You know, so they were looking back at what they had in Egypt and they're noticing how, how food was sparse for them and how it was hard for them. And they're looking back, oh, it was so much better, right? So much better to be in slavery. It was so much better to, because to, we could just dip and enjoy so uh, Exodus, Genesis, Exodus, I should have turned earlier, I'm sorry, Exodus chapter 16. Oh, look at there. And uh, so verse 2 is where we're going to start. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. No, Moses and Aaron were the leaders of the Israelite people and they were leading them. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. <laughs> And what's interesting is it's still the same game that it was in the Old Testament, is it? Oh, I'm suffering. I'm going through a hard time. It's your fault. It's your fault, Rick. It's your fault. <laughs> and that's what they were doing. The Israelites were doing, Moses, Aaron, it's your fault. Oh, if God would have just killed us, if he would have just taken us then. And what's interesting is that in the midst of even their whining and complaining, God hears them. And he responds to them. And this is how he responds. Verse 4. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven. For you and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether they will walk with my law or not. And on the sixth day... When they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So Moses and Aaron said to the people of Israel, At evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what, we, what are we that you grumble against us? 
Now let's skip down to verse 16. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it, each of you, as much as you can eat. Now let's skip down to 18. But when they measured it with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. I, I uh, in light of bread, we see that God, uh, you can read more about it later on your own time, but we see that God provided manna from heaven. And he provided it. And he, he responded to their request. More their whining and complaining. And he responded with it in a miraculous way. And here's, here's the first thing that I want to emphasize. What he gave them was exactly what they needed. And it wasn't just what they needed. You know, sometimes we, we go and we go, okay, so... Since you're in the front and you got Walker. So, uh, so sometimes we go, okay, well, I got a tortilla, right? And I'm just going to give what you need. Oh, he's eating the tortilla. Attaboy. And so, and so not only did we give what needed, but he gave more than what was needed. He gave exactly what they needed Oh, that was the problem right there. That demonstrated the problem. And so, so, <laughs> and so he gave exactly what they needed, right? So they could go out in the morning and they could collect all the bread that they want to, up to an omer, right? But what was interesting is it, it, it made them exactly what they needed. It was to the full, Right? And here's what's, what else. And so God says, take what you need. Take what can fill you. Fill it. Eat it. Enjoy, right? Enjoy this meal that I'm giving you. And, and, and we'll see what I can do, right? And here's what's interesting. As we continue to read that piece of scripture, we see that, uh, that if they took more, then what they could eat, if they took more and, and ate and tried to save, that, that that part, it says that it would spoil. <laughs> and it would spoil and it would rot. And, and it, would, it said it got worms in it and it stank. So when the Bible says it stank, it stank. Right? And so we see this idea. Okay, so... So the Israelites, they get this bread from heaven, and then uh, whatever was left over, if there was too much, the worms, uh, bread worms and stank, verse 20. And then verse 22, on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread, two omers each. And when all the leaders of the congregation told Moses, he said to them, this is what the Lord's commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake and boil what you will boil. And all that is left overlay aside to be kept till morning. Verse 26. 
Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, there will be none. And so what's interesting, verse 24, so they laid aside it to the morning as Moses commanded them, and it did not stink, and there were no worms in it. Isn't that interesting how God did that? And so, so when we look at this idea of bread, and we look at, at how the Israelites were provided for, we see this prayer that, that Jesus was teaching people to pray, this model. It says, pray like this, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And so when we read that piece of scripture, all the Israelites, anybody that was Jewish in the crowd, which is pretty much everybody, well, it was everybody, would automatically start thinking back to this gift that God gave them, manna. And interesting, it says, give us this day our daily bread. So why would he, why would Jesus say, okay, I want you to pray this. I want you to pray this. I want you to, to look to him and say, give us this day our daily bread. What does that mean? What does that look like? When we look at it, I, and we look around the room, and I look around the room, most of us, if not all of us, have what we need. If you look at like the numbers, you know that, that anybody that makes $30,000 or more a year is in the top 1% of the population earners in the world. Wow, that's striking, right? So we're not looking at each other going, oh, you have need, I have need, we have need, we need, to prov- we need God to provide. And here, here's the deal. We should be. When we say our Father who is in heaven, we're looking to God as our Father to provide. We're looking for God as our Father to make ends meet. And not only that, but we're looking to be dependent upon him, which is completely counterculture to our American style of thinking, isn't it? Because I was thinking about yesterday was graduation ceremony. It was super awesome, right? And for me, I'm looking at my son, Noah, who's 17 years old. Next year, Lord willing, uh, will graduate high school, right? He'll walk down, and, and, and we've already been talking about all these different things. And I've been thinking in my mind, how can I help him Live outside of our home. Right? How, how can I help him be independent? Well, that sounds funny, doesn't it? Huh? I, and I'm like, oh, this is so crazy, this idea and this mentality. When, when I was his age, well, actually, even before I was his age, my mama would say, boy, as soon as you're 18, you're out. And she meant it. When I was 18, well, actually, when I graduated high school, she bought me a, a, a suitcase set. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. You're so awesome. 
And, and, and this, this idea that we want to, to increase independence. And you see, when we look at Scripture and we look at this idea and we see this mentality of give us this day our daily bread. You know what that's saying? That's saying, Lord, I want to depend completely on you. So the, the first thought, and when we pray that, the first thought that should come to mind is give us this day our daily bread is this idea that we're admitting dependence on God. We're admitting dependence on God. So when we pray that our Father, Dad, who is in heaven, who, who's so close, he's like the air I breathe, is so great and vast, he's like the universe. Hallowed be your name. You are fully holy, pure, all good. There is no evil within you. You are just and right. Your kingdom come, your will be done. No matter what I, what I want to do in my life, I submit to you. You are my king. I exist for you. I exist to do your will. I exist to accomplish your will. On earth as it is in heaven. So no matter what, I can move forward your kingdom because you are my king. And you are the king of all of me, not just some of me. Give us this day our daily bread. When we look at that, we see this idea of dependence, give us this day our daily bread. Provide for me now. I depend on you in this moment, in this day. Let tomorrow worry about itself. Tomorrow can take care of itself. I know you've got me. I fully depend on you today. In that, it's also saying this idea, you know, when I threw David all those tortillas and then I said, well, you know, the next day it all rots because it gets spoiled, it gets worms and it spoils. And so it's this idea that I know that I want to continue to consume and, and grab hold of, but I need to acknowledge my appetite. I know that I'm human and I want to consume all that's around me and I want to add more and more and more. So acknowledging our appetite is this idea that I'm content with what God has for me. And is it the truth that being content with what God has for us is this, comes with this idea or this mentality that I trust him, that he knows what's best for me. So the first thought is this, is admitting our dependence. The second one is acknowledging our appetites. Third one is this. Give us this day our daily bread. Isn't that interesting? It could have been, give me! <laughs> it could have been, give Give me my daily bread. Give 
differently. He doesn't say, give me my daily bread. He doesn't say, give me what I need. Don't you know I'm hungry and if I ain't getting no food, I'm going to be hangry? Give me what I need. No. It's give us our daily bread. So, so if, if when we say give us our daily bread, we're admitting dependence on God, that, that we know that everything that we have, everything that we hope for is found in God. In fact, Jesus says that he was the, he's the bread of life. So he's the one that, that, that I'm dependent upon. He's the one that, that shows me that, that I have this appetite and I need to be content with what he's given me and thankful for what he's given me and trust him that he's going to provide. Third one is accepting our responsibility. Give us this day our daily bread. When we're just praying for ourselves, when we're just asking for ourselves, when we're just looking for ourselves, doesn't it turn us into entitled people? Doesn't it turn us into self-righteous people? Doesn't it turn us into religious people? But when we pray, give us our daily bread. We're accepting the responsibility that it's not just about me, that all that I have, all that God gives me, it is for others as well. It's this idea that, that we look beyond ourselves and we care for those around us and we ask God how to love them and care for them. Matthew six nineteen through 21, it says this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Give us this day our daily bread. It goes beyond me. There's this story uh, about this gentleman named um, Mueller. Mueller, way back in the day, he ran an orphanage, a number of orphanages. In fact, 10,000 kids he cared for. And, And Mueller was a, a, a man of prayer and a man of faith, never shared what his needs were with anybody. It was pretty crazy. So whenever he had a need, he went to God. And there's this one day where the head person that headed the orphanage that he was at at the moment, there were 300 kids, the headmistress, I think they called her, uh, and she, she came to him and she says, we, we, don't, we don't have any food to feed the kids. And he said, well, get all the kids ready for school and have them sit at the table. So could you imagine 
300 kids at this table or tables, right? So they're all sitting, ready to eat breakfast. And uh, praying that God would provide. He prayed that God would provide. And uh, they just sat there ready and willing and waiting for God to provide. A knock came on the door. Uh, this man, a baker, baked. He was uh, prompted by God to uh, get up earlier in the morning and bake more loaves. He said he couldn't sleep. It just kept stirring at him and stirring at him. So he baked all these loaves, and she came to this orphanage. He said, I believe that God has prompted me to give you this bread. Right? And so all these kids got this bread. So, and that wasn't it. There was a guy that was delivering milk and uh, everything broke down. And he said, this is knocked on the door. My milk's going to spoil. Could you use some milk? I got, I, I got to get rid of it. I have to, it's going to spoil. It's right there in front of the orphanage. And that milk and that food provided. See, when we um, entertain or when we submit to Jesus as king of our life, we not only submit to him as our Lord and leader of our life, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We submit to him using us for his glory and his benefit. And John Mueller, or Mueller, I can't remember his first name. It's probably George. Uh, It was George Mueller. George Mueller prayed that God would provide, and God used him. That baker didn't know what was stirring him, but was led by God to serve. John uh, 6, verse 30 through 35. So they said to him, then when then what sign do you uh, what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate manna in the wilderness as it's written. This is addressing Jesus. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven. But my Father, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to him, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven 
not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will my father of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So, we have met our dependence on God. We acknowledge our appetites. And when we acknowledge our appetites, we recognize who feeds it, who we were designed for. Or, we can continue to consume and look for it in other ways. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. So what that means is that no amount of stuff could satisfy us. Only he can give us life. And so then we accept our responsibility. And finally, Psalm 103 If you have your Bibles, turn to 103. (laughs) So did you see how Jesus said, it wasn't Moses that gave them bread. It was my father. Let's back up. Our father who is in heaven, how would be your name? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So when we look to God as our king and our father, we hollow him. We seek to do his will and to make his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Then what that means is that everything that I have, everything that I am, all my gifts, all my talents, Every ounce of my being is from God Almighty. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So the last thing is this. Appreciate God's generosity. Psalm 103 says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like eagles. I'm gonna read that again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. 
who forgives all your iniquity and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're acknowledging dependence on God, that all is from him and all that I hope for, all that my soul longs and hungers and thirsts for is found in him and him alone. When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we're acknowledging our appetites that we want to consume. But what we need to is to consume God and all that he is in our life. When we pray, our, give us this day our daily bread, we're accepting the responsibility, the responsibility that there are others in need and that God wants to use me to meet those needs. God wants to use me to increase his kingdom. God wants to use me to accomplish his will. And so when I refuse him, when I refuse to acknowledge that I have responsibility, I'm refusing him as king of my life. <laughs> and then and everything, when I give, when I eat, when I do life, that I, I appreciate his goodness and his generosity to me. Can I ask you, what would, what would giving look like if you appreciated God for what he's given you? What would your work life look like if you appreciated God for what he's given you? What would your home life look like if you appreciated God for his generosity? What would your friendships look like if you appreciated God for all he's done and all he's given not only for the stuff, not only for the finances, but he's given you. You hear me say this over and over again. God knitted you together in your mother's womb. You are fearfully and wonderfully made that he took the time to put you together. He has a plan and a purpose for you, and that plan and purpose is designed in you. And it only happens, it only happens if you go back to the beginning, our father, is he your father? So this morning, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I want to ask you a couple questions. I actually want to reflect on this idea. Give us this day our daily bread. Have you admitted your dependence on God? Maybe you're here this morning and you're like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to go that far. But you feel like God is speaking to your heart. And you need to get back to it. You get back to depending on God. For all that you are, all that you have, and all that you hope for. Maybe you've never depended on him to this day, and you want to trust him with your life. If that's you, would you raise your hand for a moment? I want to pray with you. Thank you, thank you. 
Anybody else? Just me and you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe you're here this morning and you feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about your appetite that you're just consuming and consuming and consuming. And you want to take a step back and recognize his generosity in your life. And you'd like me to pray with you. If that's you, I want to raise you to raise your hand. Maybe you're here this morning. And you get this idea that God provides for you. That God meets your needs. That God designed you. But you rarely look around to see that God wants to meet the needs of others through you. And you want to ask God to make you more aware If that's you, would you raise your hand? Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Lord Jesus, may our prayer be to depend greater on you than ever before. May we trust you with our whole life. Lord Jesus, help us to look outside of ourselves. Help us to believe that you actually want to accomplish your will through us. To make a difference through us. Lord, I pray for each and every person that's here this morning that as we go about life that we would recognize when you're leading us like the baker and we would respond. Give us the ability to respond. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all our iniquity. Who heals all all our diseases. Who redeems our life from the pit. Who crowns us with steadfast love and mercy who satisfies us with good so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. (laughs) May we praise you, Lord Jesus, with all that we are. May our souls recognize your voice and respond. May we proclaim you with all that we are. 
the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? Happy Father's Day. If you are a pop-up, please uh, go by the... <laughs> a pop-up, that's funny. Uh, uh, please go by the back table, grab yourself some rub, some uh, steak rub or a root beer or both, and enjoy. Bless you guys. Happy Father's Day.